This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Johnners. This is episode 102, so our 102nd episode. We're well into uh, our kind of next century, you could say, and today is going to be a great episode. So uh, thank you for listening. This is the Wrestling with Johnners podcast. I'm Johnners and I'm going to be joined by one of our special guests, one of our uh, Twitter friends. We've had him on the show before, uh, Mags. Uh, so we've got Mags on the line now via Skype. So Mags, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing really, really well. Thanks for the invitation. I'm uh, excited to, to be back on uh, Wrestling With Jonas. Yeah, so we, we had you on the podcast a couple of months ago, I think when AEW Dynamite was in its infancy and we, we kind of covered that and we covered NXT. And it's going to be the same to a certain degree, but I have kind of promoted on social media via our Twitter page and Facebook page that we are shaking things up a little bit. I gone to the long drawn out match reviews as, as good as they were um, but we, we're going to be talking kind of highlights from this week's AEW Dynamite highlights from this week's NXT on the USA Network uh, and we're going to be covering a, a couple of new features as well um, so the, the new features that myself and uh, Mags are going to be discussing are uh, what's really grinding your gears at the moment. So what's really kind of eating you up from the inside, getting you all angry about the wrestling business at the moment. It could be an individual, it can be a promotion, it could be something that happened in the last seven days or so. And we're going to be discussing each of our points there. And then kind of conversely, we're going to be looking at what's really floating our boat. So what we're kind of really enjoying at the moment, what what's kind of really jumped out at us in the last seven days from the wrestling world, uh, what, what kind of individual promotion or anything really, it could be storyline, angle, uh, match that, that's really kind of turned your head and is kind of the highlight of the week for you that's really floating your boat. So we'll kind of discuss them a little bit later on. Going forward, there's going to be new features added. We want a lot more of the listener questions as well. So whether it be via our email address, wrestlingwithjohnners at gmail.com, you can email us questions before each weekly show. You know we drop on a Saturday, so get your questions in on a Thursday, Friday or Saturday morning so that we can include them into the show. Um, you can also send us uh, questions via our social media pages, of course, via our Facebook community group, Wrestling With Johnners, or via our Twitter page with Johnners underscore pod. So get in touch with the show. Ask us questions for me and my guest uh, for future weeks we're also going to be reintroducing from next week the two minute brain buster quiz so i think mags you are one of the guinea pigs for this uh brain buster <laughs> quiz we're not going to put you through the talk turmoil of uh, the two minute brain buster quiz this week maybe on a future episode but that was a lot of fun and we, we did a few of those uh, back in 2019 and there's still a, a record of nine correct questions in two minutes to beat. Uh, that was from Grizz, one of our kind of uh, regular contributors here on the podcast. And next week, we'll be reintroducing the two-minute Brain Buster quiz with Ashley Clements, who's going to be joining us uh, to discuss all things good about AWNXT and uh, previewing TakeOver Portland next Saturday as well. And he'll be taking the quiz, as I mentioned, along with what's floating his boat and grinding his gears and all that good stuff. But uh, back to you, Mags. Uh, brilliant to have you on the podcast. Um, and 
And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to on your podcast, because you've not got just the one podcast, as we mentioned the last time you were on. You've got three podcasts. You've got Badlands, you've got Why We Watch, and uh, you've got one more that focuses on MMA. But uh, give us a little bit of a rundown about what you've been up to lately on your podcast, um, just in case any of my listeners might be interested in tuning in and checking you out, Mags. Yeah, no problem. Thank you uh, for the opportunity. Uh, for the the MMA one, it's it's called Five Rounds. Uh, it's it's usually me and my son reviewing the the UFC events of the weekend. But uh, since the new year, it's kind of been sparse with uh, in terms of UFC events. I think there's only been two, so we've been uh, kind of filling it with different uh, kind of topics and ideas. We've had like uh, a draft, and we've had a. Uh, We've had a quiz on there. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting. This weekend, we've got uh, a really big show with uh, uh, John Bones, Joe, taking on Dominic Ray. So, uh, this coming Tuesday, we'll have a, a review out for that. Uh, for while we watch, it's, it's it's the same as as before. That 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 podcast is my little baby. Um, I speak to uh, wrestling fans and uh, wrestling content creators uh, about why they love this wacky sport. Uh, why they got into creating content about that. Um, I've had some re- really, really interesting guests on there. I've had a first actual wrestler on there, a guy called One Man Crew. Uh, but yeah, it, it's more about shedding light on people who, who put themselves out there to create content about wrestling. I mean, it's it's a daunting prospect to just stick your voice out there and your opinions out there in the ether. And I'd just like to to like shed a bit of light on these people and maybe if I can help them get more listeners, then that's great. Uh, the other one is uh, the fun podcast that that I do. It's uh, with me and my my tag team partner, my podcast wife, Paul Toller. Uh, you can <laughs> follow him at Rain Counter. Yeah, and, and typically on there, we, we have guests on and we formulate the Mount Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers of all times. Uh, but we also have um, a weekly topic where we'll formate, uh, formulate a Mount Rushmore surrounding that topic. So, for instance, we've we've recently had uh, the Mount Rushmore of uh, title belt redesigns, uh, and we've had John's. We've got one coming up uh, where we're actually having a draft where we're going to be drafting the uh, the best cruiserweight. Uh, wrestlers to uh have ever entered the ring so yeah it's just a, a fun little podcast um yeah it's just I, I enjoy doing it and yeah i just it's it's really fun interesting content which which is what wrestling should be about really it should shouldn't be all so serious all the time it's there yeah. as an entertainment program yeah absolutely and i'm going to be a guest on your next couple of podcasts i know that i'm going to be uh, a guest on your next badlands uh, as you mentioned we're going to be covering cruiserweight champions over you know over the history and kind of uh, formulating a, a top 10 draft you said so that'll be really good fun um can't wait to kind of get my head around that and kind of get my my top 10 picks and uh, can't wait to record on uh, on Wednesday, but uh, yeah, and then we're going to be doing a uh, why we watch as well. So uh, you're going to be kind of doing a little, little bit of uh, uh, an interview with me, so to speak, to find out kind of what got me into wrestling and podcasting and all that. So I'm looking forward to that kind of turning turning the tables, really, because I'm the one that's usually doing the interviews. So uh, the shoe be, is on the other foot. Yeah, the shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> there we go. So um, Max, you you. 
when you were last on, you mentioned how um, much of an AEW fan you are. Um, you were certainly back then, how you thought it was a great alternative, how it kind of was, appealed to more the, the lapsed fan or the fan that wanted more the traditional style and feel of wrestling instead of, you know, a lot of the PG stuff that we tend to be used to by WWE. Not necessarily NXT, but certainly the, the Raw and the SmackDown and kind of where they you know, maybe uh, don't really play to the fans as well as AEW does, I suppose. Um, and it, it kind of, it, do you still feel that same way about AEW? I mean, um, it's what been going for about four months now, I think. Um, is it still, you know, dare I say it, floating your boat, Mags? It absolutely is. Um, I've not missed one episode yet, which uh, for me and, and my kind of um, attention span, that's that that speaks volumes. Uh, I don't think they've had a, a show that I would say has gone perfectly without without problems or without issues. But for a company so young, so much in their infancy, they're absolutely knocking it out of the park. Uh, and I also like the way that they're still reacting to the fans uh, when storylines aren't kind of catching the fans' attention. And there's getting a, a quite a bit of a backlash online about it. They 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 quite. Uh, willing to to kind of drop them storylines and focus on what is grabbing people's attention and what kind of storylines are hitting the mark. So yeah, I think they're doing really really well. Um, in 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 wrestling Twitter, there there is always going to be people who uh, who kind of like macro analyze to the nth degree. But uh, as a as a as a wrestling program, yeah, I, I can't say I've got many complaints. Yeah, and of course we're going to be covering AEW and we're going to be covering NXT fairly soon. But looking at the, the kind of general scene within WWE at the moment, obviously we've got the Super Showdown pay-per-view happening towards the end of February. I think it's the 27th of February from Saudi Arabia. Typically that's not a show that I put too much stock in or, or cover too much or certainly review on the show I don't tend to kind of look at those sort of pay-per-views but it's building quite an interesting card I think on last night's Smackdown it was announced that Goldberg is going to be going up against The Fiend to challenge for the Universal Championship you've got Brock Lesnar going up against Ricochet so that's quite a fresh and interesting match especially considering their interactions they've had on Raw and at the War Rumble um, and I think it's going to be a, 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 a Smackdown Women's Championship match as well which will be you know a Another, another step forward uh, for having women on a wrestling card in Saudi Arabia. Um, and then, of course, we're well on the way to, well on the road to WrestleMania. We've got Elimination Chamber in March and Mania, of course, in April. So is there anything in WWE, kind of the, the Raw and SmackDown product, that's kind of turning you on at the moment, that's capturing your interest or kind of, you know, or, or vice, you know, conversely, um, turning you off the product even more, maybe? Um as someone who who never watches Raw or SmackDown, uh, I've never for the last about twelve years I've never been a, a consistent watcher of the main product. Uh, yeah, and I, I definitely won't be watching the the Saudi Arabia show. I've I've never watched one yet, and I don't intend to. Uh, I must say that the 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 pay per views I watch have have hit it absolutely out the park. I, yeah. I can't remember the last really bad. Uh, WWE paper. I mean, maybe the finish of the Hell of the Cell one was bad, but before <laughs> yeah. that, the matches were good. Uh, Royal Rumble this year, I thought was absolutely, absolutely nailed on. I think they it was booked really, really well. Uh, so 
for the main show, no, I, I, I can't give you a definitive answer because I literally don't watch it. Uh, but there is some st- I mean, obviously, I know what happens. I read the results and uh, yeah. I, I listen to people's podcasts about what happens. But uh, some of the storylines kind of have been dragged out. For instance, the the Roman Reigns one with uh, Baron Corbin feels like it should have ended months ago. And, oh. yet, and we're still here. We're still going to uh, Saudi Arabia with this storyline. Hopefully that's the blow. Yeah. Oh, will it be though? Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, but um, although they're just, they've got to be just mocking the fans surely by kind of giving them one more match. But uh, let's hope, let's hope we thought the, the Royal Rumble, we thought the t- their TLC encounter was going to be the last one, but no, we got one at, at uh, the Royal Rumble. Their, their uh, what was it? A, a street fight was okay. Force County anyway match was okay. And now we've got the steel cage match in Saudi Arabia. The only thing I can say is I'm glad that it's happening um, in Saudi Arabia and it's, it's a show or a match I won't be watching. But I, I might catch the uh, Ricochet Brock Lesnar match. That does intrigue me. That does intrigue Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Brock always has his best matches with the smaller opponent. We've seen it time and time again against the likes of Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, and I'm sure he's going to knock it out of the park with Ricochet. And I thought Brock's performance at the War Rumble was outstanding in terms of the way he dominated the first uh, half an hour or so and then the way that he sold Drew's Claymore kick and then the way he kind of sold for the next two or three minutes outside the ring really put Drew over even more and I, I, I you know John Cena said he's possibly the best wrestler quote unquote in the history I think John Cena's kind of uh, you know <laughs> kind of blowing it out of proportion there but uh, he does have a point in terms of you know Brock is definitely underrated in terms of how he not only you know he's able to put himself over but his opponents over and he's possibly one of the best sellers in the business but his match against Ricochet at uh, Super Showdown is definitely one that I'll be watching um, if I don't watch the rest of the show I'll definitely be watching that match what about yourself yeah I think um like, Maybe <laughs> I, I, I agree with everything what you what you just said about Brett Lesnar. I think he has amazing matches with uh, with smaller opponents, people who mm. he's expected to dominate against and and kind of just can't catch him. It's like that speed versus uh, power kind of a uh, battle. Um, and uh, with the Royal Rumble, I thought it was absolutely booked to perfection. We had uh, basically two rumbles in one. We had uh, one that harkened back to Stone Cold in 1997, where we just had one dominant person, just absolutely laying waste to the rest of the the roster but then when the made man uh came along drew uh drew uh, mcintyre took uh took brock lesnar out and from that he's absolutely the the star that he should have been two three years ago when he first came back to the wwe so yeah uh i i've always been of the opinion of brock lesnar as when he finally does give up wrestling will will kind of realise what just what we had. We've had a once-in-a-lifetime uh, kind of talent and we'll, we'll miss him when he's gone. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, but uh, before we kind of look at AW Dynamite, so, uh, Mags, where can my listeners kind of find your podcast um, or get in touch? with? Where can they listen to uh, the Badlands, Why We Watch and uh, Five More Rounds podcast? So get, get, chuck out some, some plugs nice and early, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much for, for that. Uh, you can find uh, Five Rounds and While We Watch there on the Visionaries Wrestling Network. You can find that on any uh, pod, uh, podcast platform that you choose. Um, and Badlands is on the Chairshot Radio Network again. Uh, anyway, you can find podcasts, you can you can find that. Uh, we are in the process of actually uh, moving from, well, the Chairshot and 
is uh, merging with uh, another wrestling uh, news outlet called E Wrestling News, which is uh, I think it's the fourth biggest uh, wrestling news uh, website in the world, and we're looking uh, to basically be the forefront of their their podcast uh, section. So yeah, big uh, big news coming up for for Badlands. Uh, we're uh, making strides and making moves, but yeah, uh, you can find them there on Twitter. You can follow me at DAJ Kurtbed. There's links there to to all my content, and yeah, I'm I'm always up for a, a debate or a chat about wrestling. Yeah, so just yeah. come and check me out. Awesome, and we'll make sure that the uh, your your links or your handles are kind of added to the description of this podcast. So just click into the podcast description, folks, and uh, check out Mags and all of his uh, wonderful content. Um, he's a fantastic podcaster, and I can't wait to uh, be on these shows this coming week. So yeah, check man. that out. I'll be I'll be promoting that on uh, on the various uh, John's social pages. So don't worry about that. But the the, the biggest highlight the biggest talking point coming out of this week's aw has to be the main event section with the the 10 lashes now of course mjf set these stipulations where he couldn't touch mj cody couldn't touch mjf before their uh advertised match at revolution which has taken place on the 29th of feb um cody also had to have a steel cage match with wardlow which happens in a few weeks time um i think that's possibly a week or two weeks before the pay-per-view and then of course the other stipulation the big stipulation the one we're going to be talking about now is that cody had to take 10 lashes uh from mjf and he had to Cody has to abide by these stipulations in order to be able to finally get his hands on MJF and get the match at Revolution. But all of AEW Dynamite this week was kind of building towards this main event segment, these 10 lashes. Um, I've got to say, you know, Cody's entrance was fantastic. I always love Cody's entrance. He kind of, he's a real megastar. And I think he's possibly the biggest baby face on the company. Um, we get a collection of kind of like baby faces and, and he was on the stage, but baby faces coming out to kind of support Cody uh, throughout the 10 lashes. Um, Cody, MJF was, was amazing in this segment. He kind of even took a couple of run-ups to deliver some of the lashes to Cody's back and every single one. I think the first couple Cody took like a man that the next few, he was down on his hands and knees. You could tell that he was in pain. You could tell that he was struggling, but he, he stood up after each one. Uh, no matter how hard he was being hit, you had Dustin come out to support him. Dustin, I think, even jumped in the ring, um, offering to take the final few lashes for his brother. But Cody tell him, no, it's mine. I'm going to take them. And Brandy came down. I think Wardlow took the ninth, second to last, uh, the, the ninth uh, lash. Uh, well, he kind of delivered the ninth lash. And then um, uh, MJF delivered the final one across the, across the chest. He did look, it was quite high, possibly closer to the neck region, but it was described as being across the chest of, of Cody before getting out of Dodge and tailing through the crowd. Um, they were being chased down by some wrestlers. I think even a fan got involved, and I think he got beat down by NGF and Wardlow <laughs> at the, kind of the top of the steps. But this was a really, really amazing segment, Max. I'm sure you'll agree. It was something that we, we kind of haven't really seen, not, not something we're used to in the wrestling business. You could probably hark back to maybe the extreme era of ECW when they would do canings and things like this. Uh, but you're talking 20, 25 years ago since we've seen anything remotely similar on, on a mainstream wrestling pro- product anyway. You've possibly got your hardcore groups or your indie groups that might have done something similar that I'm not aware of. But when you've got Cody on the screen, it's always gold. 
when you've got MJF on the screen, it's always gold. These two have built this feud to a, a pinnacle now where you just can't wait for the two of them to meet. And you've still got the steel cage match between Cody and Wardlow um, to, to go in a couple of weeks time. But give us your kind of perspective on what happened in this main event section of this week's AEW Dynamite, the 10 lashes. Um, I thought all the participants in this knocked it out of the park. And I thought it was, well, one of the best segments on a wrestling show I've seen in a long, long time. But give us your thoughts and feelings on this one then, Mags. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. It was by far the best segment of of the week in wrestling for me. Um, again, it, it's just the what what gets me with AEW is the nuances. It's not so much like the bigger picture. It's the, those little details. Uh, if you uh, recall a while ago, Cody did a promo where uh, he was saying about when he reached out for people who who he'd helped, there was nobody there. They were all a little bit preoccupied. And now, come back to this this show. And everybody wanted to to take those shots for him. Everybody wanted to be like there to help him. And it's those kind of like little moments that that made this so much better of a of a of or, an already amazing segment. And then I like the, um, the the kind of like character change of MGF during during the segment. He was having fun at the beginning. He was really like enjoying uh, giving it to Cody and, and uh, telling guys like Arn Anton that they weren't they weren't allowed to get involved that they couldn't help. But when it got to the the last few, you could see he was getting frustrated that he couldn't break Cody down, mm-hmm. and there was more kind of uh, venom in his shots. When uh, especially the last uh, last two or three, the one that that caught the back of Cody's neck was at, looked absolutely brutal. And the pictures I've seen of it afterwards, it looked like it was getting redder and redder as time went on. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought the segment was played to perfection. We had the books obviously coming down to try and help. We had Dustin, like you said, came and and wanted to to take those uh, shots for him. Um, I think this kind of cemented Cody's position as not only the 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 best babyface in AEW, I think arguably the best babyface in wrestling today. Yeah, well, I mean, we've still got three weeks until the Revolution pay per pay per view, and I'm sure the storyline is going to build, and we've still got the cage match in a couple of weeks' time between Cody and Wardlow, and you're going to see these two interact every week, I think, up until the pay-per-view, kind of mm-hmm. getting us more and more hyped for that match. One thought that's kind of crossed my mind, have they peaked too soon, do you think? Do you think they should have left this this lashing until closer to the pay-per-view, maybe the week before the pay-per-view? Should they have started these stipulations with the cage match? Have they possibly peaked too soon? And how can they top it in the next three weeks before Revolution then, Mags? Mm, possibly. You may, you may be right with that. Uh, there is uh, uh, quite a gap. But in saying that, I thought that they they kind of did the 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 MGF turn a little bit too soon, and and I've been proven wrong with that. I think they've uh, they've worked this storyline really well, so I'm quietly confident that they've got more tricks in in the bag. I don't think they would have uh, would have uh, basically shot the Lord so early, and then yeah. kind of let the fans almost like cool down. I think the 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 cage match is going to bring something unexpected. Uh, how we're going to get keep that fever pitch up, I don't know. Maybe uh, involving um, Dustin or the Bucks or, or even Brandy who came down to try and help. Maybe we could get some kind of like, um 
matches or stories involving them or uh, or even angles or vignettes something like that uh, but i'm i'm positive that they'll they'll keep this going this is their their biggest match of of revolution uh, yeah. so I, I i can't see can't see him failing on this to be honest it's just it's too good of a storyline for them to for, for him to let this cool down yeah, yeah, and, and I love the the chemistry that that um, MJF has with Cody, and I, I like his kind of chemistry he has with uh, Wardlow as well. I think Wardlow mm-hmm. makes a great henchman. He's he's kind of a bit of a silent assassin, gets involved when he needs to, um, and uh, we've not seen him in a match yet. So I think the Steel Cage match will possibly be his debut on AEW, unless I'm mistaken. I don't think I've seen him without his suit off, to be honest with you. But uh, that will be quite good, and I know the individuals involved. They're going to make sure that this doesn't fail, and that they, they haven't peaked this past when 